0: school podcast brought to you by seven sisters homeschool.com and the ultimate homeschool podcast network i'm vicky and i'm here today all on my own because i wanted to talk a little bit about teens and anxiety you know the world's been going through so many hard things for so long i'm seeing more and more teens dealing with anxiety in my uh, counseling practice so i figured homeschool moms are probably seeing that also So let's start with some very basics. You know, anxiety is part of the human condition. There's no such thing as a perfect life or, you know, total calm for all the time. So you'll never achieve total calmness all the time. But sometimes the stresses of life build up to the point that teens or parents feel so anxious that it's hard to focus on what they need to do. They start having physical symptoms like panic attacks where their heart's pounding and it's hard to catch a breath uh, or their stomach is hurting really bad. They develop digestive problems. Sometimes the immune system starts to break down. So anxiety, when it gets to be too much for too long, then can turn into physical or emotional illnesses. And so let's see if we can get some coping skills so that the the problems don't get to, you know, chronic levels, but are manageable in day-to-day life. So... First, okay, if things are feeling out of control, if a teen's having panic attack or their parents, you know, that that is so scary and so uncomfortable, that's the time to talk to a professional because it's so treatable and the earlier you treat it, the better. So cognitive behavioral therapy, um, which is what I do in my practice, is the the easiest and, and best way to start managing anxiety and those panic attacks and there's... Counselors all over the place, even these days during the pandemic, you can get counseling online. Don't even have to go anywhere. So if if mom or teens are having that level of anxiety, let's get help. But for levels of anxiety that are just really hard, but they're not interrupting life too much, you know, we can just manage that in healthy lifestyle and healthy, healthy thinking patterns. So what we want to do is start by parents as much as humanly possible modeling for the teens, you know, teens and children follow the patterns of their parents. So they set up a, um, an atmosphere in the home and teens and children just learn anxiety by being in an anxious family. So if mom or dad has severe anxiety, mom or dad can work on theirs. And by osmosis, it helps lower the anxiety in the house. And when teens or kids are are feeling anxiety and their parents are feeling anxiety, here's some basics that will help. One is self-care. What, what anxiety is in the physical body is a buildup of stress hormones uh, like cortisol and adrenaline. Those hormones are magnificent for running from lions. Every time a lion has ever chased you, you've noticed that you've run faster. But most of the time, lions are not chasing us here in America. So, you know, it's not doing us a lot of good to have these stress hormones getting us ready for fight or flight. So what we want to do then is to reduce those stress hormones and we do it by the only way God gave us to do that really is with oxygen. Now there are medications that can help, but oxygen's free and it's it's readily available. So my kids who have Apple watches uh, their watch actually tells them to take a break and, and do some breathing. It will even even tell them to get up and walk around when they've been sitting and working um too long. Uh, so you know if they've got a Fitbit or Apple Watch that will tell them to breathe then tell them don't ignore the breathing time on your watch stop and take a few deep breaths and this is how you do it you breathe in through your nose and count to about five to ten you know breathe nice and slow in try to fill your stomach with air you know pull that diaphragm out so those of you who are singers you know the diaphragmatic breathing so you'll fill your lungs and stomach up with air. And then breathe out nice and slow. Purse your lips like a birthday candle. Um, you know, Blowing out that birthday candle. Nice and slow. So it blow out from 10 to 20. So in. And out. And what you did is you... Ghost up your body with oxygen, and that starts chipping away at the stress hormones. It's really cool, and it's free. And when you blow your breath out nice and slow, it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. So for those of you guys who have high schoolers taking the health course, you know the parasympathetic nervous system, it, one of its most important jobs is activating the calm down part of the nervous system so you've got oxygen lowering the stress hormones and you've got the parasympathetic nervous system saying it's okay to calm down there are no lions right now all right so that's the number one thing is through the day once in a while stop and take two or three deep breaths and at bedtime sit and breathe or lay down and breathe for a minute or two just breathing in and out if you want to, you can do what I do. Every night when I go to bed, I breathe three times. And then I tense and relax each muscle group. So start with my face. I tense and relax and breathe. And then pull my shoulders up and tense and relax and breathe. Then tense up my arms and then relax and breathe. And suck in my stomach and relax and breathe. Tense up my legs, relax and breathe curl my toes, relax and breathe three times. So I have instructions. I'll put the, the link on uh, the show notes. So, but what that does is really pull the oxygen all over your body because those stress hormones puddle on your organs and in your muscles. So the the oxygen gets pulled around by your bloodstream when you tense and relax muscles. It's really good for you. Great for going to sleep. If a teen's getting ready to take an exam or the SATs or the ACTs or, you know, pitch before a sports game or something, if you do some breathing beforehand, um, it will keep the stress hormones from peaking, you know, from getting too high. All right. Some other physiological things. If there's anxiety going on, it sounds really, really goofy. But if you're dehydrated at all, your brain is going to tell you to be anxious. So, you know, your stomach can growl when it gets hungry, but your brain doesn't have a way of telling you it's dehydrated. And so part of what it does is send out an anxiety signal, a stress signal. And that's it's what it's telling you at that time is that it needs some water because your brain cells are mostly water. And if they get dehydrated, they look like raisins and they can't do the work of helping a teen focus and managing mood and having their energy and all because they're they're raisins and they just can't do their job. So drinking enough water each day will help the brain calm down and not be so anxious. Also, teens need healthy foods. And I tell you what, I've worked with so many teens that their anxiety gets better when they they start eating fruits and vegetables. It's really hard to get some teens to, you know, they just want to eat snacks. And fruits and vegetables have the micronutrients that their bodies need for the hormone production and neurotransmitter production that keeps them managing themselves well. So, you know, that's one reason they take their health course you know, is so that they can build up their own ownership of, you know, this stuff actually makes me feel better. Another thing teens need more than probably they needed since they were elementary age is exercise. A lot of teens, especially since the pandemic, have not had a chance to move their bodies enough. And so to find ways that will work for them To move their bodies and it may take if they've been stuck in the house a lot is mom or dad to say hey we're going on a family hike and find a park that's open and and just drag everybody out, at least on weekends, uh, because that exercise increases. The oxygen, of course, when you're breathing more when you move and that lowers the stress hormones, but it also increases dopamine and some proteins that improves mood and focus. So literally, if they're having trouble concentrating on schoolwork, they need a way to move their bodies first and then do the schoolwork. So that's a, you know, sometimes they don't want to hear that unless they're just natural athletes. But that's really you say, Try it for a week. You'll find out I'm right. So one thing you can do is incorporate um, a health curriculum into their school year. And, you know, we have the seven sisters high school health for the whole person's very holistic look at health and uh, But there are other good curriculum. I will put the uh, link to the health curriculum. And what we want the teens to do by the time they finish it is have their own self-care plan and own their own health. You know, like if they get nothing else out of high school is to own their own health. So then you have the lifestyles and routines that can improve anxiety. So one thing that happens a lot when life is very stressful, you know, just the world is very stressful. The pandemic is stressful. Everything is stressful um, is to find ways to laugh. And I am not kidding. I, I tell teens and grown-ups that if you don't have a good laugh during the day before you go to bed, get on YouTube and find some silly video um, that makes you actually laugh or find a movie that makes you laugh or sit around with your folks and get, you know, your dad to tell dad jokes, like whatever makes you laugh. Because we know from scripture, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but literally You know, scientifically, we know that laughter improves your immune system by releasing endorphins and oxytocin in your body. And uh, those are things that help boost your immune system. So, isn't that cool? Another thing you can do to help them manage anxiety is to do creative stuff. That um, all kids need something creative, you know, music or art or or talking or poetry, you know, something that that gets a creative part of their brain going. They don't need to be good at it. They just need to do it. You know, it's the act of creating, you know, God's a creator. He made us in his image. And literally, when we use that part of the brain, we are activating some healing hormones and processes in our body that uh, help reduce anxiety and make us stronger. All right, so these are just practical things that help teens. Another really positive thing is to work on thought patterns. A lot of teens get performance anxiety. You know, if I can't do it great when I start, or if it's a really big project, I shouldn't start because I might not do good enough or it just feels too big. So we want to teach teens the power of yet. You know, I'm not good at this yet, but I'll keep going and I'll get good at it. I can't do this whole project yet, but today I'll work for 15 minutes on it. Or I can't get this paper done yet, but today I'll write five pages of the rough draft. And so you have a yet rather than just stopping with I can't do it. Because what I can't do it tells teens is they just need to shut down and avoid. And then you've got the if they're in a co-op or they've got SATs coming up, they do all their prep the night before and you've got this nervous wreck and all kinds of scenes. So if we teach teens the the power of not yet, they, they they don't have it yet, but they're going to. You know, that life is a growth process and it's OK to need a process of growth. So. I, I always tell folks my favorite verse that I ever learned is from G.K. Chesterton. It's anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. You just get it done. And then the next time around, you get better. So that's a, a, uh, a way to help teens restructure, you know, that, that performance anxiety. Sometimes teens are, are engaged in what-if thinking. What if I'm not good enough? What if I can't do this? What, what if this goes wrong or that goes wrong? So, you know, a little bit of thinking ahead um, can be good. You know, like um, what if I get in the car and try to drive two hours away to some field trip, but I didn't put any gas in the car? Oh, I should put some gas in the car. So it helps us plan. All right. But we don't want to only plan for disasters. So one of the things you can teach your teens is what else could happen. You know, like what if I get in the car and don't have enough gas? Well, I could put gas in the car and then it'll be fine. You know, what if I go to co-op and somebody says something mean to me? Well, I can survive that and I can bless their hearts and they will get, you know, blessed. back. So, you know, to work on skills for what else could happen. All of us. Um, especially for careful people can slip into negative what ifs. And, you know, there's most of the time the negative what ifs don't happen. And even when they do, there's something we can do to make it better. If nothing else, we can pray, which is a good idea. So, all right. So you watch for the what ifs. Then we want to Have teens look at the self-critical talk that they often fall into. You know, part of being a teenager is self-doubt. And so one of the ways that we can work with teens on self-critical talk is modeling for them affirmation. So, you know, occasionally when you catch yourself doing well, you go like, hey, I pulled that off. And when you catch them doing anything at all, well, not in a cheesy way, but like, hey, good job, dude. You know, you just simply make an affirmation of noticing the things that they can do. And then remind them, we're all in the process of yet. We are all still growing. And so they can get there. When they criticize their looks, as teens will do, say, hey, you are beautiful in God's eyes. What would you like to work on? And, you know, to help teens find ways to stay clean to wear clothes that that make them feel better. And so part of a health class can be um, maybe getting them a mentor that can teach them about self-care, sometimes parents. You know they get really bored with their parents telling them things and sometimes they they need like a college student or you know a a young adult and to take them under their wings and give them a little like how you how you want what's your style you know define your brand and uh, that's that's the joy of mentorship a lot of times in churches they kind of get some mentorship programs going on and uh, that that's really nice when those kind of things happen so teens mostly learn from their parents modeling and the house atmosphere, but you know, they will carry their own anxieties. And so when you catch them, help them with their self care and their thought care and their self talk. And what you will find then is the anxiety very often starts correcting and improving. Then the the last thing you can do is have new experiences. One of the healthiest things you can do as a family is doing new things, and that's something that God gave us as needing stimulation. You know, just the the act of doing something that's out of the normal um, actually helps the brain to grow and be healthy. And so, when when you do anything new, especially in times when we're stuck home so much of the time, is uh, our brains release all kinds of healing. Hormones and neurotransmitters and all just by going and doing something new, it can even be boring. But when you get home, you get a dose of oxytocin and you're feeling better when you talk about it. It gives you things to talk about. So, you know, find different things to do. And maybe once a month, take the family on a field trip or, you know, get some field trips going on in co-op, you know, wherever that kind of stuff is possible right now during a pandemic. There are still state parks open, there are still national parks open, Um, so there are different things that are available even during a uh, pandemic. So, And then lastly, again, remember, if things are out of control, if a teen can't focus, if they're having panic attacks, if they're often sick because of stress and anxiety, talk to your family doctor or call and get a counselor because they matter. and, And anxiety is such a helpable thing. Like there's no no reason for it to keep going out of control. In you know, the human condition, there's anxiety always a little bit, but we just want it a little bit so that it keeps us growing and and finding healthier ways to be. But we don't want it ever going out of control. All right, so I'll put links to all kind of good stuff in the show notes, and uh, you know, your teens matter. Y'all matter to us. You're our Seventh Sisters, and we want everybody to feel okay, even during hard times. All right. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.